0: Hey everyone, what does it mean when you get a huge cheer at a wrestling show? It's called a pop, but when you get a freaking massive one, it's called a monster pop, and that's us. We're the Monster Pop Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Reclaim Joey, and I'm joined by the one and only Brose Wood and Emperor of Destruction. Today we're going to talk about who we are and what how we pertain to wrestling our experience with wrestling we're really excited to bring you this uh this podcast we've been talking about it for a long time we've all of us have been talking about independently for a long time and it kind of fate kind of just brought everybody together and we're really excited uh to bring you a uh a podcast of of this sort something a little different than um what other people do maybe so i'll send it over to brose tell us about yourself
1: man What's up guys uh my name is brose i'm a twitch streamer and a long long time wrestling fan i've been uh i've been watching wrestling since i was about four years old and uh i've fallen in and out of love with it a couple times but i'm hoping hoping to rekindle that spark that was once there and uh it should be a good time doing this uh this here podcast with these fellas yeah
2: and i'm emperor of destruction uh i've been following wrestling for Uh, Quite a while as well. Um, I think it actually started with me playing uh, some of the video games, particularly uh, Smackdown, Here Comes the Pain, uh, and I've kind of, you know, again, sort of fallen in and out of love with it at different times, but I've been uh, sticking with it for a while now, I'd say for the past uh, eight or so years, I've been really following everything pretty closely.
0: And me, I've spent time on the indies as a pro wrestler for four years. Um, I've always loved pro wrestling ever since I was a child. Uh, again, just like everybody, there's been times where you fall in and out of love, uh, in and out of love with it. But there's also, to me, there's like ways that you that you appreciate wrestling. Like there's like you like it, you know, you believe in it when you're young, and then maybe you fall out of it. But then you also start liking it again. But then you don't want anybody to know about it. It's almost like an exactly. embarrassing thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> I remember. One time uh, I had this girl that I liked or I was I was seeing her and uh, my friend Davey he was like he was like dude Sabu's in town let's go see Sabu because Sabu is going to be wrestling at this independent promotion that we were going to work at or we were going to um, we we're going to go to and he's like dude come on come see Sabu come see Sabu and I was like oh I can't dude I can't I'm supposed to hang out with this girl and stuff. And he's like, oh, man, bring her along, man. It'd be a cool date or whatever. And I was just like, oh, you know, I can't. He's just like, you haven't told her, have you? Like, it used to be like a fucking reveal that you had to do. um,
2: It's like coming out to your parents.
0: Yeah, (laughs) exactly. You had to, like, reveal that you enjoy pro wrestling uh, to people. But, you know, now I'm more proud of it. Um, I love it, especially, like, since I spent time as a pro wrestler and, uh, I'm not ashamed of it anymore, and I'm I'm happy to be here doing a podcast about it.
1: Dude, that's definitely something I've noticed recently with myself. Like, I I've embraced the whole the whole wrestling aspect of things because, like, on Twitch, you have hella people come in. Like, I have a whole like wrestling belt behind me, and they're just like, "Wait, you watch you watch wrestling?" I'm like, "Yeah," and like it's 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 just nice to find like like minded people now because like when I was in school, I had two people who I talked to about talked to about wrestling. That's it. I didn't have anyone so I would just I would just talk to them but now that you know we have communities and people that like come in and say what's up and talk about wrestling it's really dope to like wrestling again so I'm very excited about this. Oh straight up I mean that's
0: that's something that's really like uh really got me through some tough times in these last couple years too like I mean I, I I forgot to mention that I also stream on Twitch I'm a Twitch partner and um it's been a part of my life for a really long time and that exact same thing like people in the community we started having these watch parties where we just really let loose and hang out and we scream and yell and it's a lot of fun and it's just really been cool to like find other people that love wrestling instead of my one or two friends that enjoy it right
2: exactly
1: yeah yeah, and
2: I think it's really just benefited from sort of this um almost like nerdy renaissance of like kind of every type of interest right like from different movies comic books etc that has sort of like emerged in the past few years I feel like wrestling is also kind of part of that in a lot of ways
1: I 100% agree with that because like it's it's now it's like it with the internet it's just so easy to find those like-minded people it's just so much easier to just be a nerd about things that you actually love you know so I think I think with that and it's like just coming up and oh, oh I love it man I love it I love just talking about shit and nerding out about it, dude. It's interesting, EOD, that you uh,
0: that you bring that up. That you bring up the uh, the idea of like, um, I forgot what you fucking brought up, dude. I just fucking
2: the nerdy Renaissance.
0: <laughs> yeah, the ner- Not not even like the nerdy. Yeah, the nerdy Renaissance. Like as far as like comic books and stuff goes, I always felt like pro wrestling was like the closest thing you could get to like a superhero. And even though, you know, it is what it is, like, it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, there are people playing a character and stuff like that, but like, they, they're athletes and you have things that they, they can do things that other people can't like, which is what a superhero can do, right? Superheroes can fly or whatever. Wrestlers can do things that like, you couldn't even like, I couldn't, you know, you can't do like a 450 splash to the outside or something like that. You know, they just do things that are just above and beyond things that you could ever even like imagine doing. And then they wear tights, colorful tights, like superhero uniforms and things like that. It's literally like there's they fight good and evil. It's just the stories about good and evil. It's
2: literally the closest thing you can get to like superhero comic books like out there. Yeah. And it's kind so of, than, yeah. yeah and, like, it's kind of interesting, too, because like as a, a storytelling medium, which is kind of how I really um, came to embrace wrestling more as I got older, was like, you know, kind of it's really unique in the way it tells stories. Right. Because you have like this week to week feedback You know, like, obviously the comic books and other things are serialized, too, but you don't have, like, you know, these things are written well in advance. You don't necessarily have, like, you know, oh, this is our big story for the week, and, like, the crowd just shit all over it. And, you know, if you're WWE, you stay the course anyways, but other promotions, not necessarily. (laughs) And even WWE in the past, they wouldn't necessarily just stick with, like, a really bad angle as their main angle. But it's really interesting seeing, like, how the crowd reacts to things and different story beats. Yeah, um, I I I feel you on that. Oh, go ahead, man.
1: Oh, I I just one hundred percent agree with that. Like, it's it's the the whole weekly episodic thing, like, cause with 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 like say something nerdy like comics, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, that sounds so that sounded mean to comics, even though it didn't it didn't mean to right, be. I mean, mean to it's comics. just
2: I think it's just something that you sort of embrace, right? That this is all kind of, part yeah, of this nerd subculture, culture, which I think has kind of become a little bit more mainstream, but yeah.
1: Yeah, so so like with that, like you have to wait for, you know, a new issue to come out, you gotta wait for like a new like a whole new series to come out with wrestling. It's like you know it's gonna be the next week, so you're fine. <laughs> I mean with any
0: form of media any form of like media, like a movie, like if you wanna see the next Avengers movie, how many years do you have to wait? Yes. Very true. You know? Very true. It's like like literally years or the next installment of Star Wars or something like that. Like um exactly. I think the fastest comic books really come out is like bi weekly. And yeah, wrestling—you're always having something to watch. And then there's so many people that can that are doing it. There's all different companies, um, and there's there's no shortage of it to watch. You're always gonna find something that you like personally, like your taste as a pro, as a pro wrestling fan. Whether it's comedy, whether it's like a uh, technical style, strong style, or they take it serious, or if you want the fucking McDonald's variety show that WWE is, then, you know, <laughs> if that's more your speed, then yeah, you can go with that too. And like. Um, I love that aspect of pro wrestling. That's just fantastic. It's it's captivating to follow. Like once you like learn that you can follow these characters and you can see them grow in and outside of the ring. Like there's a there's an honesty to pro wrestling, um, even though it's not a real sport. Oh, absolutely, a hundred percent. One of the things that we want to accomplish with this podcast is obviously we want to talk about current things and things that are happening, uh, but we also want to like talk about. Um, our experiences as well, like we're, like what we're saying, and uh, also like give our take, just our just our take, maybe on current events that are happening in wrestling. We just want to talk about fucking wrestling, just straight up, just talk about it. And um, I think that that this is a good platform for that. Uh, do we want to take? We'll be doing Q and A. Do you want to? Do we want to take questions now, or do we want to wait till after we talk about what we saw this week?
1: I feel like uh, we should talk
0: about what we saw.
1: Yeah, first, let's yeah, honest. absolutely. Yeah, I think that's where we start with it. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, like a good place to start. I mean, as good as any. We uh, we watched a few shows today. Um, we did miss one, but <laughs> but we can talk about what we watched. I mean, we watched the um, AEW products. We watched Dynamite and Rampage. Uh, we also watched um, we also watched the Royal Rumble. So if you saw that, you're gonna get our take on that. Uh, we did miss um, PWG's Battle of Los Angeles, and after watching Royal Rumble, I kind of wish we would have watched the Battle of Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> so. I uh, feel like this will get... make for more interesting content, though. To be fair, <laughs> uh, why do you, why don't you get us going, um, EOD? Tell us, uh, tell, give us a starting point where we started in Dynamite.
2: Yeah, so I believe Dynamite actually opened with the TNA title or TNA, TNT uh, title, right? Yep.
1: Was, did it open? Think, it opened with it, a, yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm oh yeah. Holy. Sure okay. oh, oh yeah. It totally did. Uh, an incredible match. I mean, I think honestly, and, and it's it's kind of weird because like I'm actually not like super high on uh, Cody Rhodes or Sammy Guevara as wrestlers, to be honest. Like I think there's just certain things that I just they're not totally like my favorites and whatnot. But uh, that this was a great match. One of the probably one of the better ladder matches you're ever going to see anywhere, in my opinion. Um, especially you know coming off of uh, the GCW show the week prior where. Uh, the ladder match was just filled with all kinds of like dangerous spots because of botches and like very uncooperative ladders and whatnot. And you could tell that maybe they were watching it and made sure that their ladders, you know, worked as intended. Um, but crazy spots. Uh, the cutter from the ladder was incredible. If that happened anywhere else, I would probably think that both competitors were probably going to die. Um, that spot
1: was insane, yeah, insane.
0: It all popped we popped big. we watched we really together, did and i thought we popped big when that happened that was really it was really good it was just so well placed and they didn't do too much like they didn't do like they didn't go like crazy with it and they. Didn't yeah there was like another there
2: it. was like a crossroads off the ladder too that was a pretty good spot right. not i don't think as it didn't look as good but
1: honestly i thought it looked like i thought it looked really it, it was well done but it but sammy sold it really well like yeah. really well and yeah. I, I and I don't even like Sammy like that. I don't, I've never really been <laughs> about the whole Sammy Guevara train, but I thought he did really well selling that. And dude, the match was—I haven't watched like a, a a solid ladder match in a while, and that was—I I enjoyed it very much.
2: Well, I remember we we even talked about this at the time. I think there was another spot where he did like a splash on the like on a ladder onto the outside, mm-hmm. where it looked like it was a pretty and he rough whiplashed. Lane. Yeah, yeah and he whiplashed. Like, he was like really selling it. I'm like. You know, I've seen you sell a lot, and I think that this is just like a legit. Like you're
1: just like, yeah, legitimately he's just in pain. <laughs>
0: he either just all of a sudden got really good at selling, or he like was really in pain right there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think like Sammy, I like Sammy Guevara, okay, and I like the way he's developing. Um, I think that he's missing some things, in my opinion. Like he's uh, he's got a lot going for him, and for sure. But but he's missing some things. I really think like he's the kind of guy that could study some like old tape. To like fill in those gaps that would make him just unbelievable, like he'd just be incredible. And I, you know, that's one of those things, like like selling and like just doing going from A to B for your stuff, like uh find really
2: finding himself. I think that he is like really young, so he's still
0: kind of finding himself as like a pro wrestler and everything.
2: And yeah, he doesn't really he, have a strong character yeah. either, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, his, his, his promos are kind of weird.
0: It's good to see him like get some things that he latches onto, like he does the cue cards. You know, he came out like when he first came to AEW. You know, he had the panda hat on and stuff like that. (laughs) He doesn't really do that anymore, and he kind of evolved out of that. And now he's doing like the inner circle thing, but but he doesn't, or he he was doing the inner circle thing, but he's now he's coming out with like a biker jacket on, and it just doesn't really fit him. And he can tell he's still really finding his footing as a wrestler, but I can see him developing as well. Even though he's again, he's not my favorite right now, but I I can see him developing, and I see where he's going. Uh, But I think he could really benefit by just really being under the learning chief from some old school guys and he probably is you know he's got R in there and everything mm-hmm.
2: yeah now who like I was like kind of wondering like because we've talked a little bit about this in the past about like you know he could really benefit from looking like, at his tapes if you were to like tell him like look at like a handful of guys and their old matches who would you recommend them for him to watch like if you were to watch
0: like um, man if you were to go back and like watch some stuff Holy shit, that's a really good question.
1: Um... Honestly, for me, I feel like he would really benefit from watching some like old uh, ECW matches, like super crazy type stuff. Um, you know,
0: it, that's a really good point. Yeah, super yeah. crazy.
1: Then the Tajiri matches were dope, and um, I think I think Sammy could. I think he could like sink his teeth into that and do really well with that style um not much like personality there but it's still a dope just style to be a part of you know mm-hmm.
0: that that would help him i think a lot of like going from point a to point b because the way those like old like cruiserweight matches and like even like those crazy matches in ecw and it's funny because you know started uh and i started talking about this during like while we were watching old ecw shows there's just yeah. like really cool, like somebody like online did this uh, really cool ECW project where they got all the original like footage of the um of the pay per views, like every single pay per view or like even like big event that they did, like even before the pay per view started, and they restored the original audio and they're all remastered and it's insane. And we started watching through some of that stuff and it's just really it's really good. And you see like how good a guy like Mikey Whipwreck is and like. Um, And you don't even think about that or like, yeah, someone,
2: yeah, people like that are like Mikey are really unsung heroes of that era, too.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because there were so many guys that were really good in that way um, back then. So maybe you didn't notice or maybe it was just because I was young and like didn't really pay attention to certain things. But like even like watching the Sandman back then, like I was like, man, I remember the Sandman being cool, but I don't remember him being like this. Like, this is amazing. Like, he was crazy. Salmon uh, did
1: crazy things, dude. Yeah. Like he had some some of the not even the ring work, but just like him being himself. You know, yes, it, was, yes. it was so good. Because right now you don't see anyone being themselves. Like in like the like the E side of things, dude, you don't see anyone being themselves. They're not all they're really, all this no. cookie cutter bullshit. Sandman was a revolutionary. Like him and and Raven and just all that was like revolutionary for the time and it was incredible. Here's one guy
0: that's like here's one guy that's that's modern now that that is himself that is just like that and maybe maybe as good at it at, in, in in most ways than Sandman was, maybe even better in some ways, and that's Nick Gage. Nick Gage is oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, for sure. He's that unapologetically kind of guy. himself. Exactly. Yeah. And Nick Gage might not be the best in the ring, but man, he is like he has that pro wrestling magic that you like look for in like a pro wrestler, like that you would always want to have. Like that connection, that like um that realistic that realism doesn't give a fuck he'll he'll protect kayfabe till he fucking dies <laughs> like he's he's the man like he's so good at that kind of stuff and that's why people like him so much but it's just he was just like we were watching sandman and we we're like dude this is like this is exactly like nick gage like it's well, it exactly funny, like him
2: it was funny too because i remember like going in because i like i hadn't really seen him too much outside of like when he came back for like the WWE ECW. Uh, thing which i think was pretty much just him beating the shit out of a zombie and i don't think he really did a whole lot else but uh you'd kind of been like well he's like nick gage but less athletic but then we saw him do like some really crazy like just ups and stuff like that i was like oh yeah Yeah. maybe maybe we were wrong
0: (laughs) but they he he looks so funny when he did that stuff like it looks he's like a savant like an athletic savant like he was doing these crazy like like springboards into the ring with like the sloppiest looking leg drop, but he can do it. And it looked it just looked so awesome. And like what you're saying, Brose, is that like like he was himself. Like when you see his leg drop and stuff, you're like, that's a fucking that's a fucking Sandman leg drop. And you would probably always if you see anybody else do a leg drop like that, you'll probably always be like, that's a Sandman leg yeah. drop. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm, and absolutely. We're, And as it pertains to like Sammy Guevara, when Sammy Guevara does like a a, you know, a flip or something like that. He, it looks very, it's good. It's very good, but it's very by the numbers. Like, it's not, it doesn't look like a Sammy Guevara flip. Like, it would look exactly like anybody else's flip. You know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. Those old ECW tapes, those are just, that's absolute gold. And you you, you called it, man. I couldn't even think of, like, who he should watch. Like, I could say that all day long, but I was like, who should he watch? Who should he watch? Because my first instinct was, like, maybe somebody, like, that was like clean cut and coming up and stuff like that. And I was the first thing I thought was like Randy Orton. I was like, but would Randy Orton really benefit him. But like, I don't think so. No, no, but maybe, well, he would, but not in the way that we're talking about. But because, you know, obviously Randy Orton is where he is for a reason. But, um, but going back and looking at how those guys did things and how they had their own, like their own stamp of who they are, like show through in their work. That's something that he needs. That is a hundred percent what he's missing.
1: And like honestly, if, if we're if we think of someone like a little bit more modern, uh I think like him watching like Brian Kendrick would be really good because Brian Kendrick mm. completely, completely un- uh reinvented himself and I think he's dope.
0: Dude, we're on the same page as that. Are you talking about like when he was in like the two, like not the two, well, two of I've live, but during that cruiserweight classic? Yeah. Yes. Oh my god! So good. Yeah, when good. I saw I saw him and I was like, he's the best wrestler in the company right now. He like, really saw, was. He was yeah. so good. The way he used the ring as like a weapon and like you know he's small. He's he's even, he was even smaller than some of those other cruiserweight guys, and he was like using the ring as a weapon, like using it to crank on things, using it like as an escape, using it just. Using the ring and not even in like a normal cruiserweight way, not for like springboards and things like that. He was using like like the post for leverage and just mm-hmm. shit like that. Like it was just so brilliant.
2: I, dude, we're on the same page about that. And uh, dude, I, I don't know if you guys have been following some of the uh, rumors lately, but apparently Brian Kendrick has asked for his release. So we could be seeing him. He's still there? He's, yeah, still he's like there, a backstage yeah. guy mostly, um, which is weird because I think he was like on an episode of NXT 2.0. I don't. I haven't really watched it ever since they rebranded it um, outside of a few clips. But he was like, they teased a few, but then they just dropped it and haven't done anything with him. He hasn't been seen in weeks, and now he's requested his release.
1: I'll be honest. I didn't even know he was there still. I had no clue.
2: <laughs> he does
0: train people, though. I know. I think, he's, I think he helped Liv Morgan a lot. Yeah, he helped uh, Liv Morgan yeah. a lot, too. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He helps people a lot. And, like, man, like, the fact that he's not, like... He needs to be teaching the next generation because he's, so, he's so 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 good. he's super
2: good so good he's
0: so good and I I and <laughs> I don't want to talk too much shit but um I mean he went to Shawn Michaels school and like I, he trained a lot under uh under uh Shawn Michaels' uh, assistant and I don't know the way that guy treated me on the Indies but <laughs> like <laughs> but that guy, it, it hates me that that guy is so good because he's such a piece of shit but <laughs> but it, he <laughs> but he's but. Man, and that school is just really, really freaking good. Obviously, it produced stars. People. Yeah. put out brought out like um, you know, Danielson and, and Kendrick, and it's still they still train people. Um they still have people coming out of there. Everybody that comes out of there is pretty good too. Yeah.
2: yeah so that was the uh that was the ladder match and, and yeah, so that was the ladder really, match. Really good. Um definitely anyone who hasn't seen it, go out of your way to see it um the rest of the card was uh on dynamite was okay i think um i I think the main event was really good too though but uh you know you kind of had had Wardlow versus a few jobbers didn't have a whole lot to say about that word he had to get his heat back yeah he's got his heat back yeah it was his hometown but he also like he needed to get his heat back
0: like the week before cm punk fucking I, i i know he was trying to do the bret hart thing but it made him look so shitty like to just randomly get rolled up like that after fucking killing him with all those power bombs, like he
2: had to get something back after that. Yeah, and I think he yeah. looked so bad. Yeah, and I think AEW's good about that generally, right? Like he looked bad one week, but they made sure it was the correct course, right? Yeah, they um, are. Very and at good least he, and at least he looked bad against you know a top guy, right? It wasn't like you know he lost to I don't know who would be. I mean, like, not that there's anything wrong with wrong Jungle Boy, but if you lost a Jungle Boy, that would probably be like worse, right? Because it's yeah, a bit more detrimental. Yeah, someone who's not necessarily at on, that point up, yet.
0: Up, yeah. You know? What did you guys think about Danhausen's debut? <laughs> that
2: the was awesome. Thing,
1: your reaction, Joey, was the best thing I've ever dealt with in my <laughs> entire life. <laughs> <laughs> How many times did we watch? I think we watched it six times because, oh, yeah. because we watched it over you, and you, over. You, you went back like six times. <laughs> I it loved, was great, dude.
0: I, I, I like Dan Housen, but it, I wasn't even going back because it was Dan Housen. Like, I really like Dan Housen. I think the was
1: pop great. was just, it was it was a monster pop. Yeah. Man. It was great. What, when, it yeah, it was,
2: that, that's, that was a monster pop right there. Yeah, straight up.
1: And, like, is what a perfect
2: he? way to, like, debut him. Like, if you know who he is and whatnot, it's perfect. If you don't, you're like, who is this, like, just bizarre guy? There was so much character. And when, you know, Adam Cole yeah. drew the chair out and he's there and he does, like, his, you know. I mean, if you don't know who he is, he's doing, like, the curse thing, and then, like, he just, like, crawls out the arena, like, (laughs) just a really bizarre (laughs) way, but it's, like, you're going to, like, see that, like, and then, like, you know, the commentary's, like, it's Dan Howes, and so you're gonna look up who he is if you don't know who he is, and, like, it's it's perfect, like, it it benefits them for having, like, someone who was able to get over organically without really any TV time or anything like that. Yeah, I mean,
0: he was in Ring of Honor, but, like, you know,
2: who was watching that at
0: the time, and, like, he was,
2: like... And the only Ring of Honor anyone was really watching was like that last show because it was you know Mm -hmm. the end of an era and he wasn't on it because he was injured. And that's not that's not a knock on ROH.
0: It's just that like so many, it's kind of a shell of its. It it was kind of a shell of its former self. Um, But like they they just there was just so much out there. There's like if you want the best wrestling, you'd watch New Japan. If you want, like I said, you want the variety show, you watch. Uh, WWE or actually not even that like if you want the like McDonald's you go to WWE if you want to watch like just a solid wrestling a really good solid wrestling show you watch AEW you know they've got good storylines things that you can really sink your teeth in and stuff and you know if you like the fucking chaos like I do you watch GCW you know there's Mm -hmm. there's other there's so much other stuff to watch and ROH kind of had like the sports like presentation and even though they have incredible fucking talent, like some of my favorite talent of all time, like the Briscoes, for instance, like they, it just, it was just came off as boring and it just felt like a shell of its former self. And I feel bad for them that they got to this point. But back to my original point, like like Danhausen got himself over with social media, with being on YouTube, all sorts of that stuff and being funny. He's moving crazy amounts of merch and he's not signed to a major company. Like, this is a big get for AEW, I think. And I think people are in for something really cool if they... uh... Some people don't really like the crazy, the silly stuff, but I think they're in for something really cool with AEW.
2: Well, I'm just really curious to see where this goes, right? Like, what is, like, his first program going to be? Like, all this stuff, because there's so many, like, crazy ways that he could be worked, right? Is he going to, like, you know, given that it was in the Orange Cassidy versus Adam Cole match, is he going to, like, start feuding with The Elite or something or Red Dragon or whatever, um, I don't think th- I don't think they're gonna send yet, him,
0: but I don't think they're gonna stick him to a feud right away at all. I think he's just gonna keep popping up doing weird shit because, like, I think that's his thing. Like he, uh, if you look at like AEW's a- AEW on Twitter, uh, mm-hmm. AEW on TV's Twitter, like under their, their profile picture is just him like popping up, like like it's just <laughs> this, it's like his head like peeking. And it's like, I think he's just going to be like showing up for a while and then they're going to ease him into something. But I imagine maybe he will like be involved with whatever the, the best friends are doing or something like that. Dan House but of the, the Chaos? But my, You, you never know. But like <laughs> my my reaction to it and the reason why I wanted to watch it so much is just because it was just that's like pro wrestling magic when just something really comes together like that and then everybody's like going nuts and like. It's organic. It's not something that people shove down your throat. It's not like Danhausen is coming for fucking 18 weeks or something like that and he finally shows up like it was like so freaking organic and such a cool surprise.
1: It was a moment and I don't think we have enough moments in wrestling anymore. And that was something that was just like so cool and me like an outsider looking in cuz I I I don't know much about Danhausen at all that that me being there and like experiencing not only the moment but like your joy from that moment was <laughs> was so yeah. cool dude it was so cool and and i think like i i don't know him i haven't i didn't do much research on him i read a couple a couple of like things on him and whatever they do with him they're going to do something good i feel like they're going to do something good they're not going to put they're just not going to put some random dude in their profile picture if they're not if they don't have something good for him you know
0: yeah, let me ask you a question. As somebody who didn't know him, after that, do you feel like you you're you're excited to tune like you're looking forward to tuning? I yeah, I want to know what
1: they do. I want to know what he's about. I want to know things, you know. I want I want it it left a lot of questions, and questions are good, you know. Yeah. Well, it was
2: kind of funny. I was thinking about this Brose, uh, when you said that we don't get a lot of moments these days because Whenever I hear anyone talk, and we'll, we'll we'll get more into this when we talk about the rumble, but whenever I hear anyone talk about WWE, they're always like, "Well, they're not about the wrestling; they're about the moments." But like you said, it's not like we really there's get no that moments, many. yeah. Um, but yeah, well, I'm sure there'll be a theme that we'll touch on more later. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I mean, it was rampage. Uh, dynamite was really exciting. Uh, in general, I would say that the uh, the main event that Danhausen debuted in was also pretty good. I liked the uh. I thought the finish was pretty creative with yeah, Orange Cassidy hugging Adam Cole, which felt like kind of like a double reference to both, you know, the the best friend's hug, you know, giving the crowds what they want, and then uh, kind of the uh, Young Bucks, like, kissing Adam Cole thing because mm-hmm. of just the positioning. And then, you know, they had, like, it was, like and it was a good finish. I kind of figured with it being a lights-out match and then not, you know, contributing to a record would probably lend itself to Orange Cassidy over Adam Cole so Adam Cole can, like, take the loss and not really, you know, be hurt by it yeah.
0: yeah but they also love to do those big feuds with the best friends and they yes. always have the most feel-good moments at the end of their feud yeah they definitely They're do oh it's 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 the best like the the Miro feud and then the uh like you know Trent coming back and every time every time Trent comes back it's a feel-good <laughs> moment yeah with his mom showing up and dropping him off but the uh the rest of the card was really good I think um the uh Layla Hirsch versus Red Velvet match was okay. I really like Layla Hirsch. I'm excited to see where they're going with her as a heel. I would love to see her be a part of Team Taz because of her wrestling style. And she's pretty she's a badass. She's so good. And then um I would like to see more factions have women in them. I think it would be cool yeah. to like have have that like uh, visual and that kind of dynamic in, in, in their factions. And they already kinda of do with the best friends. They've got Chris Statlander in it and stuff. Yeah, and
2: I mm. think, but I think you definitely want more of it. And I know there's the kind of a common critique that, like, AEW underutilizes its women's division. Um, I don't totally agree with it. but I, I don't I do, agree with that, yeah. I, I kind of, I can see some critiques of it. Um, this match, and it's weird because it's like, yes, it's the only women's match on the show, but, like, I feel like it went, like, maybe not that it went too long, but I feel like it should have been, like, kind of just, it really should have just showcased Layla like, just, like, beating the crap out of Red Velvet. You know, this is yeah. like sort of like this fresh heel like I kind of wanted to see it be a little bit more like dominant and end a bit more quickly
0: I agree with that too I think like uh it would have been much better to see Layla just fucking destroy red velvet and just like really get over as that heel she's fresh she's gonna have momentum like i would i think that that would have been much better what did you think about that match brose I
1: think it was uh, it was it was solid it could have been it, it might have went a little long I definitely feel like it was it was uh it was, a, I don't know, maybe, if, maybe it just felt like a lot of the same in terms of, like, AEW's women's division. Um, I think I I really like Layla, and I think she has a really cool look, and I think they could do a lot with her. But I don't think this was, like, a, a great showcasing of what they can do with her. Um well, I, 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 yeah, think, I
2: agree. I think part of it, like, and in general, their division suffers from the fact that a lot of their women are more green. Like, in this case, mm-hmm. uh, Red Velvet's very green um and like that's fine it's okay to be green like as long as you improve over time i think that's really all anyone can really ask of you um but it's like one of those things that just sort of when they came up right at wwe had everyone signed so you only really had a few people who i think really had any like star power or potential star power at least at the very beginning of dynamite
0: yeah and uh of course the cm punk mjf uh, face off was just outstanding is there anybody better on the mic than MJF right now? Like
2: he's never anyone. Oh okay. <laughs> oh no. Um and MJF is is great. I think um someone else who I don't I think it's more so that he just needs to wrestle more and I get that they, they want to keep him special and whatnot, but I think I don't necessarily look forward to him in the ring as much as I do him on the mic. Not that he's bad in the ring. Just that, like his promos are always like a highlight, whereas like you know the inevitable match. I'm like, yeah, you know, it'll probably be f- pretty good, but
0: he's my MJF. Yeah, yeah, uh, I I love his matches too. I was like, I was like howling at the moon at the last pay per view. Him and Darby had the best match on the card. It was, it was fucking stellar. I thought they had a fucking incredible match, and like he he's the total package when it comes to
2: being a pro wrestler. He really is. He is like I, I'm not trying to say that I think he's like bad in the ring. I just don't like I don't necessarily look forward to his matches the same level of which I do a lot of other people. Gotcha.
1: I a hundred percent get that, yeah.
2: What did you think what did you
0: think about that, Brose?
1: I thought it was dope. I thought I thought, you know, Wardlow coming out and decimating and then the sitting on sitting on CM Punk's chest was so dope, dude. I loved it. Just the visual was was great. And, you know, you can't go and it's wrong a Fro, with, uh, and it,
2: and it's it callback to a uh, kenta doing the same thing
1: yeah exactly uh and, oh, and i think yeah. it uh you can't really go wrong with either of them just you know just war of words so um i think i think it was really well done they both did great and it was just it was just it was good tv it was just really good tv now with the yeah. match
2: being next week who do we got winning that one Punk um, or MJF? i i still think i think i still think uh
0: I I think it's gonna be MJF. Um, I think they're just—they've got like the fucking heat on on MJF and doing it in his hometown is gonna be insane. And I think they're gonna have a huge payoff at the pay per view. Because I'm surprised that they're doing this before the pay per view. Because I think people will really pay to see this match. And but they're doing it in a big market, which is Chicago. And uh, I think they're gonna fucking
2: set this shit on fire with this. Like they're gonna fucking oh for sure hope in a good way. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah it's so. gonna be a really good show i'm sure um yeah, yeah their next show i mean it's their next pay-per-view is in march in orlando i could see them continuing it potentially it's early march right yes it's uh march 6th
0: here's the thing if, if if mjf wins it's gonna be the same thing cm punk's gonna still want to match he's gonna want to beat him and then mjf doesn't have to give him the match that's kind of what they've been doing already and he's like I already beat you dude. I don't have to do another. Match. The only
2: problem I have with that is it's it more or less replicates the MJF Jericho feud.
0: Yeah, it kind of does, yeah.
2: That's kind of MJF's MO. A little bit, yeah.
0: Is this a it's match good. that you're looking forward to seeing, guys? I think oh, I think sure. it'll
1: be uh, yeah, I think it'll be a solid match. Like both both of them can go. I think it's 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 going to be uh I feel like the storytelling cuz like Punk is so good with storytelling. Mm-hmm. I feel like the storytelling in the match is going to be like solid but i also have a fear it's just gonna be like a fucky finish you know like uh something like not nothing like the 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 reigns rollins match but like i feel like there's definitely gonna be something to it that that fucks it up <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: no, there was a there was a six-man tag on that show uh which i really like daniel garcia and 2.0 as a group the jericho yeah. being with like Santana Ortiz and the fucking uh, inner circle thing that shit is just like wearing on me I'm just not into that anymore it doesn't get me excited at all I
2: don't think I haven't been in the inner into the inner circle in forever I mean I think I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know it just doesn't it just doesn't do it for me and I know that they're a very popular group and it's probably one of those things where I have that sort of hot take view that I'm like I just they don't really do a whole lot for me um this seems to be teasing a breakup potentially with like Eddie Kingston as the impetus that could be interesting, but it also at the same time does feel like Jericho sort of just latching on to like whoever the hottest star is at the time to sort of mm. <laughs> make himself relevant, right? Like in, we were talking about, especially after the pay per view, um, the last pay per view, how just over Eddie Kingston is and how he mm-hmm. very well could be their next like huge star.
0: Yeah, it seemed it it really seemed like he had that Stone Cold Steve Austin factor to him, straight up. Like I oh man, I just there's something there's something that they're not doing to get it there but i think it's almost there he's just amazing um, For sure. I, I also really like 2.0 i i i know people have like say that they have a lot of tv time and stuff like that but they have it's they're deserved. so versatile it's deserved and it's so it's so, they're so versatile they're like those old school ecw tag teams that you could see on every single show and they're doing something crazy like you know like um like the eliminators or fucking danny doring and Roadkill or something like that. They just you can see them on every show and they're just doing something crazy. I like that. I like that about them. What do you think about this match, uh, Brze?
1: uh I'll be honest. I completely forgot it happened. Um, <laughs> it, I think it, it was the... it was really forgettable. There was nothing. There was nothing like too like no nothing. Nothing much going on. And and it's positioned that dist-
2: bathroom break portion of the show.
1: Yeah, maybe I was distracted. Maybe I I don't know what I was doing, but I just it wasn't on d- the right home about it. yeah it was yeah, nothing just, great it was just a match no, yeah and i it think was, like yeah this has been going on for a while with like
2: 2.0 and like jericho as well and like i like 2.0 as i said but like it's it, they need to kind of move on to something else i think mm. uh and then the other the other segment we had
0: was the uh, Britt baker interview
2: um. oh yes
0: which cool she cut a promo but what did she what did it accomplish
2: yeah, I was surprised like, that they didn't really like line up a new challenger or anything.
0: Yeah, it's exactly what I was thinking. Like, where's the next cha- next challenger?
2: And like, yeah, yeah, I was yeah she's good on the, the she's time. good on the mic, but yeah, like we need like it's because like I mean, evidently it seems like you know like Fandorosa's tied up with like the Mercedes Martinez match, which will probably be really good. Absolutely. Um, but you know, and I think the the issue of Britt's title reign so far has just been there's been weird gaps where there wasn't really a clear person to like provide a credible challenge to her.
0: I agree. They've done a really good job of building her, but like they're not building enough, even though they have they have good women's wrestlers in the company, but they're they're trying to like present them and they're trying to do this thing where they're trying to appease everybody and be like, oh there's not enough women on the show. There's not enough women on the show. So what they have is they have Brit Baker in her feud. They've got Thunder Rosa in her feud. They've got Hiharo Shida Feuding with uh, Serena Deeb and their feud, so all the guys. Go- but they're building those people, so they're yeah. individually building these other people. But they're elsewhere. They're building yeah. Jade Cargill. They're building Ruby Soho over here. Like they're they're building them all over the place. When so the people that-, that they're building aren't ready
2: to challenge Britt Baker because they're tied up in another program. One having that second woman's title is not going to help things either. At least in that regard, I think it makes for like. Not, not that I think that it's like bad TV or anything but it's like it doesn't necessarily help like the main title picture when you have you know these dis- these kind of distracted people on the roster and like maybe they might be able to bring in someone who can like kind of freshen things up and provide her a new challenge because that's the problem too raise like she's kind of gone through not everybody but she's gone through a lot of people what what um can we like like uh do
0: something a little different here i know like we're we're not doing the mailbag yet but there was a question on rose's tweet mm-hmm. where somebody asked about brit baker um yeah and, that makes uh, sense. what was the question exactly
1: so the question exactly was thoughts on brit baker being compared to the likes of charlotte and becky all because she's the only legit worm- woman in her company mm-hmm. i know you have a lot of opinions on this joey <laughs> so i'm gonna let you so take it okay you know you got it
0: I don't I I don't necessarily agree with what he's saying, but I see where he's coming from. Um, I think that um, I think they have a lot of really legit women in the company. It's going to take time to build them, especially with how slow the women's division moves. And like I was saying, they're building people in different feuds. But you can't tell me that Serena Deeb isn't a legit awesome women's wrestler or Ruby Soho isn't or Layla Hirsch. Or uh, Jamie Hader, you know they've got they've got good women on their roster. It's just gonna take time for them to build them to that level, and I don't know if they're spreading themselves too thin. And when they do that, it might look like they don't have enough women stars. But God damn it, there's women that can go on that roster. Thunder Rosa, mm-hmm. another one. Like I could keep going, but um, that's that's my take on it. Uh, Britt Baker is just the one that's kind of risen to the top and. Uh, And that's awesome because she's fucking great. But there's other women that can have have a spot like that too, make no mistake. Uh, and that's my opinion on that.
2: Well, I kind of also want to like touch on like, because I, I agree with all that, but I want to touch on like the second half of that, which is like the being compared to like Becky Lynch and Charlotte. Like those two are only for perceived as being at like the top of the mountain because they had like a particular like breakout year or something at one point or another. I mean, Charlotte's been consistently presented as strong, but like. It's almost exactly the same situation that they're accusing, like, them doing with Britt Baker, right? She was presented as, like, the whole... She ran for the entire women's roster, hasn't done, like... Has had very few, like, credible challengers, like, ever. Um, Not that that really matters so much in WWE, because they'll just, you know, 50-50 book into, like, a situation where it's like, Oh, well, this person deserves a title shot, even though they've lost every single match, because they won this tag match, or something silly. Mm Mm-hmm. and, like, I, I like, you know, Becky and... Uh, Charlotte to a lesser extent, I think she's tended to have, like... I think she can definitely go and have really good matches, but she's also had a lot of, like, really, like, almost embarrassing ones. Um, like, those ones with, like, Nia Jax that went viral because of, like, just the really sloppy shooting and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And I think that there, there tends to be a lot of those where they just descend into sort of this, like, botch fest for whatever reason. I don't know if it's a lack of chemistry but clearly, it's it's not just the other competitor. It's clearly, you know, something on both levels. But, like, and again, it's like Becky only really had that one really strong year in 2019, which I was, like, I watched pretty much the entire of it. I loved that run. But, like, after that, they kind of just killed any momentum she had of just the way they, like, they featured her or didn't feature her and things like that. I just don't think, um, I think it's fair to, like, make the comparison. I don't think it's at, at all, like out of left field to make the comparison the way that the person's suggesting on the community questions.
0: Yeah. Well, there's also like something to be said, like even though you want to feature more women, if you're, if you're featuring like too many at once, like it, it's hard for people to like invest in one, the ones that they want to build up. And it's like a double-edged sword. Cause I want to see more women wrestling. I want to see, um, more of their matches like uh, more people getting built up and stuff like that but i also want to see something that you can really latch on to like we did Brute Baker i like when during Brute Baker's rise i was I, I was so pumped to see her every time she came out yeah and then right now with like with uh, no challenger she's not as interesting and i've said this before but i feel like the chase is always more interesting than the actual reign for most for most wrestlers not everybody but for most wrestlers like once once the wrestler gets what you want as the as a uh, as a viewer and you're like, "Oh, they finally got the championship." Okay, so what's next? And then their fucking defenses better be interesting or else you're going to start losing interest
2: even though they're the champion. It's almost like getting into like a comfort area. When they like, did a really look, good like, job with uh Adam Page with those Danielson matches.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, his his reign is still going though. Like we're, Right, we're, yeah, we're, but I mean like that remains thing- to be seen.
2: But, I mean, at least so far, right? Like, you know, because it's sort of like you have this catharsis of them finally getting the belt after this multi-year-long storyline. And then, at least so far, right? I mean, I thought, like, those matches were incredible, both of them. Um, and an interesting feud at that. Um, the Lance Archer one um, is interesting. We'll see how the match goes. Uh, Brose, the
0: the, uh, the women's division for you, have you seen any, like, standouts? What do you think about, like, what they're doing versus what WWE has?
1: Honestly, I th- I think... That AEW, I don't. I don't, you said wearing themselves too thin, right? Mm-hmm. I I I can get that. I understand that. Mm-hmm. But also, I feel like they need to also showcase the women that they have more. Mm-hmm. There was one match, and one match, and a and a promo segment, uh, on on Dynamite. That's yeah. it. I think Agreed. if they if they put more time into into their women's division and build those stars you know a little bit better i think that it could be their women's division is is insanely strong because there's so many that can go and like you have you have like ruby who's like a really good promo like she's a really good promo brit's a really good promo but like that feud it needs more they they, they need right. a, they need they need more you know right something that they can actually like sink their teeth to teeth into and just get into it you know I think that's, I think their women's division could flourish.
0: I think it could too. Um, I like one thing that's a that's a little um, annoying about how I mean it's not I don't know if it's annoying, but it's all, it's meant to make their championships look more prestigious and I think it works for the most part. but the way they have their ranking system and stuff like that, there's no automatic rematch clauses. So when you have a match between Brit and Ruby, and it's done, and the, the feud's pretty good, but it's not going to keep going, and you feel like you don't have anything to sink your teeth in, into, like you're saying, which I agree with. At the same time, once she loses, it's time for the next challenger, and Ruby Soho does goes on to do her next thing. But like, you don't get automatic relaunch clauses, clauses. Well, I mean, and then you, and then, and then people start people, do for like the challenger per se. Well, then some people start crying, and they're like, "Oh, you're just rehashing the same match they're doing over and over and over again." So I guess they have to decide what they're doing with their championships and, like, what's the good idea to do. And I think that making their championships more prestigious is probably the best thing they can do uh, in terms of that. Yeah, in terms of that. But, yeah, you're right. They need to showcase more of their women. Um, But I think, like, if you put somebody like Layla in, like, Team Taz, like we were saying, you Mm. get her featured with Team Taz. Absolutely. And, like, all of a sudden she has more time, and you're integrating all that. Like, everything doesn't have to be separate. Like... Obviously, like I'm not really a fan of like intergender wrestling or anything, but I know a lot of people are. But if you mix in the women with what the men are doing, and it's not like a valet or somebody's girlfriend or something like that, and something as low as that, like, um, not low. I guess it's not low, well, but yeah, as, I mean, as, as, I, mean that, as I, super, actually, I mean, as super, I mean, superficial. But like, then you have something that you're 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 presenting them on the same level as you are the men. Having fucking Layla Hirsch being a badass next to fucking Will Hobbs or something. That's fucking cool, and Dude, I want to see shit like, like that. She looks like she
1: can beat ass too. That's the thing. Exactly, like she looks like that. Yeah. So like, yeah. you put her on a team like that, and you just you just showcase her more. That's more eyes on her. That's it's more. For, that's more publicity. You know, it's good.
0: It's working for Chris Statlander. She looks like a bigger star than she's ever looked. True. Being paired with a yeah. group and she's being featured all more often with them and in her own feuds. So you see her multiple times and she's integrated with other stuff. So it's not taking up like you know you're not you're not like having to like think about dedicating so much time
2: to like a certain thing. Yeah, what I was going to say, I mean I you know like you said you're know, presenting as more than just someone's girlfriend or whatever. I thought like the Brit Baker Adam Cole stuff was pretty good. Um yeah, I think, like you're maybe, not you're not wrong. Yeah. Yeah, like maybe integrating her group with the Elite more I think would actually help too. Like that, that would be
0: sick. Yeah, I think that's smart. That would be smarter than to do. That'd be sick, honestly. That would be really cool. So um y'all want to move on to 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 Rampage? yeah absolutely
2: uh, so, right. yeah this was um a shorter show uh, obviously it's only an hour i think what there's uh four matches actually um the first off with uh john moxley uh his uh is this his first match back or is it his second it's like his second, second match yeah, back, he had ethan but page. he looked
0: he looked good he's in fucking yeah. shape dude he ethan looks page great is, ethan he page like is he... fucking amazing Wait, this, yeah, wasn't this the was Ethan Page the Anthony Bones right? was this week, right? Anthony Bowens looked fucking great. Yeah, Ethan Page was last week, but Anthony Bowens looks fucking great. We talked about them like being like kind of green, but they're learning every week, and they they've really got some good stars there
2: that they're that they're building. Like, well, I think Bowens in particular is like really good in the ring. Um, like, I think having like Max Caster be like sort of the more mouthpiece of the group, who's you mm-hmm. know not quite as good in the ring, but you have Anthony Bowens who can, yeah, I, I mean, he's had really good matches. I mean, granted, they're with like really good people. Like Moxley and Danielson, but I think that they're a really solid group all around. Absolutely. Um, Bose, what did you, was this your first time seeing, uh,
0: seeing those guys? Seeing it, actually, games? was yeah, it was. What did you I, think? What was your first impression of
1: I mean, it was, it was cringe, but like in a good, way, in a wrestling <laughs> way, it was cringe yeah. in a wrestling way, you know? Okay, so because, yeah. like, you know, it's, it was, it was, it was good, it was good stuff. I liked it. I uh, I think. I think the uh what was it, Bones? Bones is that yeah, his name? Bones, Bones. Yeah, Bones. I think he was good and Moxley, you know, made him look good too. So Mo- Moxley looks insane. Like he looks shredded, bro. He looks so good. And yeah. um it was a solid match. It was honestly honestly a solid, ma- solid match. We don't have to like talk about the the rapping, but you know, it's fine, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah. I like <laughs> the rapping. what gets them over. I I I really like the rapping and that is kind of helping him get over and stuff like that. The wrestling is kind of catching up to that kind of thing.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't know if th- this wasn't, like, one of their best raps. It was fine, but I, they've had they've had some really good ones that I would definitely uh, yeah. refer your way to check out at some point. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Trent Beretta versus Nick Jackson was up next. Did I say Trent no, Beretta No, no, no. That, you're, looking, you're, you're looking at last week. Oh, I am looking at last week. What yeah, the fuck? Yeah, we had then had FTR versus Lee Johnson. That's right, you're Anderson. right. Oh, Dude, can we talk about Brock? <laughs> I wanna yeah. hear Bro's that, Brock, like, this
1: Brock Anderson, bro. Brock fucking Anderson. Dude, man. that kid is so good. The forty eight year old man who's in a who's twenty four or whatever was he twenty three? Dude. He's twenty four, I think. That kid is so good, dude. And he <laughs> dude. looks like he has a four oh one K and three children. <laughs> and I loved every second of that match. That match was so good. I mean it's F T R, let's be honest. They're, they're, do they have really bad matches? Not really. No, they don't um, have bad matches. <laughs> so that I just I think uh, solid all around. What what's the what was his tag team partner's name? I can't remember Lee now. Lee Johnson. He, dude, he's gonna be big, dude. He's gonna be so? big. I like him a lot. He moves okay. well, and like them working together was like it was just a solid match all around. I love it. It was
0: it. yeah, it was money. It, them together was money. I think that Brock Anderson could be alone, but like them together, it was money because I think Lee for me to me for me johnson looks like a dork which really? makes it kind of a good but he's got the yoshihashi syndrome to me and like he's a really good wrestler but he looks so dorky <laughs> and but him being in this tag team kind of like covered that up for him and uh for for me at least and uh i, I that's that's how it came across to me brock anderson looks like a motherfucking killer mm-hmm. he looks exactly like his dad when he wrestles he can move. He's so good. His facial expressions are good. He looks serious. He looks fucking smart. Like like if they would have done with him what they did with Hook, he would be another Hook. Like he'd be there'd be two of those guys in that in that company right now. And like I don't know, I hope they see it. I hope they see it uh, cuz I really have like high hopes for uh for for Brock, but they're doing a good job with this tag team idea. I think they look fucking fantastic in the ring together. Like, yeah. it was it was good chemistry. It was perfect. It was so perfect.
2: Yeah, and I, it's kind of interesting because, like, I, I agree that Brock could have been another hook, but then so there's still. I think you know, as far as like next generation talent, I think he's still being portrayed better than like Dominic Mysterio, who will oh, probably <laughs> not talk God. a little bit about him to Rumble. Oh, and like not no. not a knock on on a uh, good old Dom, but uh, just you know, it's it's really more an indictment on the booking and whatnot. But like, I mean, Brock, like, yeah, I think he we've. I mean, we don't watch a ton of dark, but I think every time we've seen him in a major match, I think he's lost, but he usually comes out looking pretty decent at least. Yeah. And Brock looks like a fucking
0: man. He yeah. looks like a like a grown man. Like fucking <laughs> believe him when he wrestles.
1: I really honestly do. Like he's he's yeah. really good. Like and it's almost like a, like just like a piece of arn came off, right? And it sprouted <laughs> into into Brock, dude. It's he, like he, he Arn cut his he finger just, off, he just, dude. Like he just
2: budded to create yeah. Brock. <laughs> it's
1: it, it, butting, it, it, yeah.
0: Something if piece of Brock did come off, it was Cum Anderson.
1: Oh uh, true true true. This is true. Yeah. This is true.
2: <laughs> he just needs to start cutting promos about glocks and whatnot and he'll be super yeah. over keep your eye on brock anderson and lee johnson
0: keep your eye, especially brock yeah. anderson for me especially like brock anderson yes yeah. yeah keep your fucking eye on these guys because they're fucking awesome. but
1: i really like lee johnson too and you crush no. my soul a little bit it's fine
0: i'm sorry i'm sorry he's a good baby <laughs> face i think he's gonna he's got, make I a really great baby face one day i think, I think what, so too but,
2: I think what you're benefiting from on your perspective, uh, Brose, is that this was like your first time seeing him. Yeah. Because we had saw yeah. him when he like kind of came in, cut like a really dorky promo of Cody. Uh,
0: and like, no, no,
1: no. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Honestly,
2: was... yeah, and then the perception is the reality. So it's it's always like,
0: I guess, yeah, you know, I don't even want to show you old Lee, Ma- Lee Johnson. Yeah, I'm not going to
1: watch him. I'm not going to watch him because I like him and I don't want to not like him. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's come a long way in a, a pretty short period of time. <laughs> okay, okay, cool, cool. Next up, we had Jade Cargill. This was the
0: main event, right? No, this is not no, the main event. Jade Cargill. Uh, next up was Julia. Jade Cargill versus Julia Hart. Julia Hart's fucking adorable and looks fucking cool with the with the uh, with the eye patch. Jade the Cargill match, lo- though, the match. Oh my though. god, the match Jay, Jay, though. Jade Cargill looks like a fucking monster. She's awesome looking. She's she looks great. Oh my gosh, like the match wasn't terrible, but also
1: it, it really like, wasn't great.
0: Why the fuck are you a heel? And not clawing like why wouldn't you
2: instantly go for the eye patch? Like why
0: wouldn't you go in there well, and you go for start... the
2: exposed eye? Right, you gotta get a yeah. second eye patch.
0: <laughs> and then like she's heel, and then fucking Jay Cardio was getting kind of cheered at the end. Is that what you want for your heels? Like why not? Like Julia Hart's adorable, which means when she sells, people are gonna fucking care about her. They're gonna get the she's gonna get the sympathy. People are gonna give a shit. They're gonna be sad for her. They're gonna love her. And, like, oh, my God, that would have made Julia Hart. That would have helped make Julia Hart. Mm-hmm. People would have gotten really into her. But in, instead, she was just getting slammed around and stuff like that, which looked, which, which kind of gave the same effect, but not quite. Yeah. But, like, imagine if Jade was, like, tearing into her fucking eye and stuff, like, sticking her thumb in it and, like, beating her down and taking advantage of her not having her full range of vision. Like...
2: What? Yeah, it's kind of weird, like, the, the eye patch didn't really influence, like, her style at all. It didn't, it wasn't like yeah. she acted, like, I mean, like, blindside her or something, I think that's what I would have done if I was, like, the agent of that match, like, tell, tell her, like, I'm trying to, like, work into that.
0: Yeah, like, um, when I did my, um, when I did one of my tryouts, like, uh, I wrestled, like, a young guy, he was, like, I think he was, like, 18, he's just a kid, and I might have been younger than that, and. He um we were like, Hey, do you just keep your head up during the match? Keep your head up during the match. He's like, Okay. So we did this we did this match and everything, and then I talked to and then after the match, like, you know, Tom Fritcher he gives you like advice on like what happened and stuff like that. He told me I was the heel and he's like, Hey, he's like, That was good, but next time, like be an asshole more. He's a kid, he's not gonna get over on you. Start smacking him around, like push his head, like Like, nudge him with your foot. Like, give him a knee. Like, just, you don't have to do move after move after move after move. And that's what Jade was doing. Just move after move after move after move. He's like, fucking be a dick. Like, he's not going to get up or do anything. So why do you got to keep putting him down with the move? Like, just be an asshole. Pull his hair. Knock him down. Push him. Be be an asshole. Like, show him to the crowd. Like, all sorts of shit like that. And I was like, man, that's so true. I wish I would have done that. And uh, I feel like that's exactly what Jay Cargill should have been doing.
2: Yeah, I kind of want to push back a little bit on, like, the fact that she's getting cheered and that's, like, not ideal for the heel. Because, like, I mean, you do have Britt, right? You have Britt, Mm -hmm. who's been getting cheered for a really long time. The exact same, yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it's just kind of, like, it's just a challenge that, like, modern wrestling has, right? Of just, like, fans are, like, you know, if you're, like, really good at your job, you know, if you're a heel, people will get into that. And even, like, MJF, like, yeah, he still gets mostly booed, but, like, he's kind of playing on, like, certain tropes. But even then, like, there's been a few crowds that have kind of given away that it's sort of, like, we're just booing you because we're supposed to, but you're kind of over with them still. Yeah. Like, outside of Long Island, obviously, because that's, you know, a different story altogether. <laughs> this was, without a doubt, Brose's first time seeing both
0: women, I
1: would imagine, right? Oh, 100%. I've never, I, I, I've never seen either. Let's hear let's hear your
0: feedback on that.
1: Uh I didn't li- I didn't like the match. I'm not going to lie. It was uh okay. it was slow, it was boring, uh sloppy at some parts. Yeah. Um I did I didn't know the heel face dynamic at all. Like yeah. cuz I I don't really know either of them. So that I don't know, it was just it was just kind of it was just a match that kind of happened and I'm like, "Uh, eh, this is okay, I guess." Right, there was nothing
0: to make you feel, right?
1: Yeah, nothing made me feel anything, really. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. What did you think about them as like individual wrestlers?
1: Do you even remember them? Uh, the eye patch girl was cute. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and she was the one with the the jock dude, right, with the hair. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah. called the
2: Varsity Blondes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they have a cool, like, that's a fun, like, little gimmick that they got going. Honestly, like. Yeah, it's a cute gimmick. It's just cute. It's cute um it's like it's on his last legs though at this point is it I, yeah i haven't seen like them a, at all i haven't it's, watched it's, it in so long
0: <laughs> it's cool it's fine it's brian pillman Ju- it's brian pillman jr so the son of brian pillman versus, yeah uh, and uh and a newcomer named griff garrison and it's julia and she's their i
1: think that there. griff the griff griff with an f yeah. uh i think he looks cool i think yeah. that if he wasn't like in that current gimmick he could he could do something cool
0: yeah oh i think so too i think i, I don't think there's very much long for that that gimmick, I think. Yeah, I agree. Seems like they're about to break up, so mm. it might be where they're going. We'll see. I, I want to see. I want to see Brian Pillman Jr. In a, in a in a highlighted spot for sure. I think Brian but,
1: Pillman Jr. is great. I think he's a great promo too, and I really like him. So I'm hoping that they do something more with him.
0: There's another case yeah. in point, though, of of uh, Julia Hart being integrated with that that group. And even mm-hmm. though they're not a heavily featured group, like that's how I know Julia Hart.
1: It's still exposure, you know. It's yeah. it's good.
0: And her doing the the the, ear, the eye patch gimmick is really good. They just need to like yeah, and that of course you need to put they need whole yeah. house of black feud. Yeah, they need to put that together for sure. And then we have the main event. Bef- and before we talk about the fucking Royal Rumble, oh. <laughs> uh, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus versus Private Party. I thought well, this was pretty
2: awesome, to be honest. Let's, it was let's fun. Start, yeah, it was it's, a very fun match. It started out with like a bang. You know, you teased. Um, I mean was it that, uh, that uh, private party hit their finish like with like almost a minute? Super in. early. Yeah. Less super less. Early. It was like
1: seconds. Seconds yeah. in.
0: Like we bought
2: it almost.
0: We did almost buy it. Yeah. I wish I wish they didn't have a jungle boy kick out of it. I wish it was I wish Luchasaurus would 100%. would have been the one to make the break. Because like, then it would have been way more believable. It would've been insane. We would have saw like Luchasaurus come off camera to fucking land and do the break. That was nuts. Like and Private party? They've. I don't know so much about the other one, but uh, Mark Quinn is. He's got something, man. I think he's gonna be a really good singles guy one day. Hopefully,
2: he's got something. I like them both, to be honest. But yeah, I, I definitely I, I agree that they both they he definitely has something.
0: Yeah. Luchasaurus just wrestles like a cow on ice. Uh, True. <laughs> but he's got a cool gimmick and looks cool and. Uh, Jungle Boy is just awesome.
1: I love Jungle Boy, dude. Yeah. I'm a yeah. huge fan of Jungle Boy. I, yeah. Before AEW, I was watching him. Like, dude, I think he's yeah. really cool. I like, I, I, I like, I like what, I like that there could be more in the future and like him adapting to, to like wrestling and, and like maybe, you know, get a haircut and like become no. like this straight, no, no, wait, 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 listen, no. here's me. I no. Straight laced, just, just kind of. Uh, like it, heel turn, Jungle Boy, handsome. dude. Heel turn, Jungle Boy, dude. Cuts Did the hair, straight laced, and just like I, I want to wrestle now. I'm like, oh, okay.
0: You know he gets the biggest ratings of everybody uh, out of out of been, uh, with women than anybody else.
1: That doesn't surprise me. He's a handsome kid, and you, and you yeah, want to cut his hair. You want to cut his <laughs> hair? Listen, it's 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 just what the future could could bring. You know. I guess. Yeah. I we don't know. To, we need to kill that <laughs> timeline.
0: I don't know. Maybe if he like wore it up or something. I don't. I don't, I don't even know. <laughs> oh yeah. Straight Well, that into was it. yeah. That was pretty solid. It was just a really good, solid tag team. And you immediately match. set up challengers as right the end. main event. Yeah, yeah. They sure did. They sure did. The ass boys. Oh Those yeah, guys. the ass boys. Those guys are getting over as the ass boys. Billy because Gunn has no business being as good as he
2: is today as he is now uh, as he is. He's he- so good what was the match we saw him in a couple weeks ago darby allen yeah that was really good i was shocked like because like for someone who just doesn't do a whole lot um and i mean i'm sure like you know that's probably good for him right he shouldn't be like constantly in the ring but like he's he's really good for all things considered yeah there, there was a
0: couple weeks ago where like um one of his sons had a match and i guess the finish got botched or something and uh he left the ring and he was like bitching. And dude, you could see, and just like they didn't even give a fuck. Like, Billy Gun went up to him and fucking, like, was like, hey man, fucking stop that shit or whatever. Just fucking got onto him and like told him to go back and do it right. <laughs> this is awesome. Oh my God. All right. Do we talk about the.
2: I think first we should talk about the promo on the Go Home show.
1: Oh. Oh dude, God. I'm deleting Rose Facebook. Can set this... dude. I'm deleting Facebook. So, uh, I was scrolling whilst we were watching uh you know AEW and there was uh there was a post and it was like oh when 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 Roman cut that promo my heart broke I'm like okay so maybe it's a good promo so we go back and watch it That was the most cringeworthy shit I've seen in a very long time um Oh my god like
2: so, it starts, like, you know, I haven't watched, like, these guys in a while. Mm. Seth Rollins is running, mm. like, this $5 Walking Phoenix Joker gimmick. It's terrible. It's cringy. Roman is selling it like he's, like, going to cry at any given second. And their whole feud is built around that, like, oh, you know, we were in the shield and you, like, Seth Rollins ruined it by, like, breaking it up. That was in 2014. Eight mm-hmm. years ago. These people have crossed paths since then. They've had feuds since then. They've had re- reunions, reunions, <laughs> multiple reunions since mm-hmm. then. And <laughs> all they were acting like this is like fresh. They've never, they haven't seen each other in eight years. And Romans talked to him like, you know, he's like a lover that he's like, I can't believe you ruined us, like awful. <laughs> and then it ends with this pathetic shoving match, looking straight out of like a schoolyard fight like <laughs> when the janitor is coming to break it up that's exactly what it looked like and it, oh my god it did not make me excited at all for their match <laughs> i'll play a devil's advocate
0: here and while you're right on almost every count i do think that if you have a story that you can tell like and maybe this is a bad thing. I don't know, but I remember some some people that would teach me back in the day, like they would say, "Don't let do- they don't don't let logic stand in the way of a good story." Oh well, they have no problem there. Yeah, so they didn't. Yeah, they didn't let logic stand in the way of a good story. And I know the idea that they were trying to do is like, um, Seth Rollins did something bad, and he thinks it's funny. And it's like if you if you got like the fucking like uh guy who shot up the fucking Batman theater if he was laughing about what he did and that's what they were trying to get over and like it was just a chair shot that broke up their team that they got back to like you said they got back together and it was so bad but I do understand that they were trying to tell a story Um,
2: I get that but it was just but so cringy
0: so poorly executed
1: mm-hmm. exactly
0: oh my gosh dude and the way he was like they were being sad and they weren't oh my god and Seth Rollins kept laughing that that new gimmick I don't like I don't want to see it like
1: you could say oh he's healer actually
0: I couldn't even tell who the heel and who the face was. <laughs> I have no idea I, I still
1: can't tell even after who? the ma- I mean after the match I can tell but was that s- a face turn for for Rollins I have no idea
2: yeah what it, the hell just like what the hell happened and I'll be honest like so I um When I gave up on WWE, it was right after they actually turned Rollins' heel again. Oh my (laughs) god! Because I was just like, this is like, it was like a buildup of like weeks and weeks of just bad stuff. And then it was just like, the Messiah gimmick was so terrible. This is probably worse. Oh my god, it's... And like, this is someone who was like, at one point, like one of my like, favorite guys to watch. And (laughs) I just can't anymore. Yeah, it's 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 weird. It's so weird that he's become like this weird.
0: Oh my god! And it seems like he's having fun. Like he likes what he's doing. I he's mean, to be fair, it.
2: I could see having fun with that. But I would I would have like at least the wherewithal to know that like this is terrible. But like, I'm just gonna enjoy like having fun doing something hilariously dumb. So that was probably your first look at stuff
1: since you've been
0: watching again. What did you think about their shit? Let's talk about the match and the promo. What okay, think,
1: so so the match, I, I think the match was solid, you know, they're both they're both good, you know, and I think I think the match was solid. Um, the finish was, I mean, okay. Um, I I don't know, I expect I expected more, but I think I think both guys can go. I think the the and uh. If I knew the storyline more, I might have cared, but I probably wouldn't have because it's they, they haven't done a good storyline. It was probably in better that you years. didn't know the storyline. I think so too. Yeah, probably. Um I I used to love Seth Rollins like a lot, and honestly Reigns is probably doing his best work since he didn't talk in the Shield, probably. Um so, so it it's just, it's so difficult to watch people that like, you're like, oh yeah, this used to be, these dudes used to be fucking awesome. And they're just kind of like, oh, this is kind of cringe. And yeah, match was solid. That's, that's about it. <laughs> I didn't like the finish.
2: Well, and like, so the finish was, of course, you know, Seth getting choked out and he's like basically merged into the ropes and Roma just won't let go. So he gets disqualified, which I guess would suggest they have to do like a rematch, right? But then it's like, do we do a three way of Roman Brock and Seth again for the main no. main event? Ooh, please no! I mean, not that like Brock versus Roman is fresh. Like we've had that. I mean, I think someone said that that's main that if they main event this year, they would have main evented more than uh the Rock and Steve Austin, like that exact match.
1: Oh, that's crazy, actually. That's crazy to think about.
0: The um, Another thing I wanted to t- add, and it's not necessarily about the match itself, but the crowd was red hot. Dude, they loved it. Yeah, and I they was were surprised fucking, They were liking garbage. Like, even <laughs> the bad shit they were liking. Like, they went fucking crazy for Bad Bunny, which we'll get to, in uh-huh.
2: the fucking rumble. I couldn't believe it. I was like, who are these fucking people? What is it's weird, it, too, because their crowd's, like, Pre-pandemic, we're dead constantly. Somebody like,
0: asked. Somebody asked me, like, like how long are they going to be putting on this terrible product before the company finally just dies? And I was like, never. Like they yeah. had, they drew forty-five thousand people for the Royal Rumble, and the crowd was hot, and they were into every
2: fucking thing in the show, and it was like, it was cringe. It was cringe. I was
0: like, who are these fucking
2: people? <laughs> who are it's they? Like, yeah, it's like if you're like watching like a ninja stream or something, and like the crowd, you know, the, the chats, <laughs> just, you know, eating it all up, right? Like it's.
1: <laughs> Dude, the thing is, I feel like maybe it's not, uh, WWE as a whole that is that is like drawing and making people like excited to be there. I think it's people just wanting to be back out in crowds. Yeah. I think Could that be, like yeah. maybe, maybe. people have been cooped up for the past two and a half years. They're just like. We want to be together. We want to be loud. We want to be boisterous. We want to fucking drink and do whatever we want to do. Yeah. And I think people are just excited to be to have that atmosphere back. You know. Well, I think I think a lot that's of it's a great more, point.
2: A lot of it's more tied to I think like the Rumble itself because I know that there's been shows where they just aren't drawing crowds at all. Oh,
1: really. I, everyone so. loves the Rumble. You know, yeah, like that's true. I I there's so many non like maybe not non wrestling fans but you no know, ex wrestling fans. That, that are like, oh yeah, the only two shows I watch are the Rumble and Mania. And I'm like, okay, yeah. That makes sense. Because they're the they're the, the two that do the best usually. Um And I think it's like there's a nostalgia factor to the Rumble that people are like, Yeah, let's let's be there, let's watch it. Yeah, let's all get together. And uh, I think I think that really works in uh WWE's favor for for shows like this. Yeah, yeah I agree. So the
0: to, to, for the sake of time, so we can get to every to the, to the community questions, um, let's skip some of the other matches and let's talk about the two rumbles themselves and the, uh, and need, the, the I, championship I, match. Can
2: I can I talk about the championship match before we do the rumbles? Let's let's talk about the championship match. Yeah, do it. Oh my Go god. So, uh, and the, the WWE championship match. So Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar is like this long-standing dream match, right? And it's it's one that I personally always wanted to see, but I just gave up on it because like the product sucks and like they've clearly had no interest in doing it. So (laughs) they came up with these hype packages, right? Showing off their whole career outside of new Japan at DNA, because those don't exist. All this stuff to hype it up just to, and they, we got the match starts. We're actually both, we're all pretty into it, right? Like they're throwing stuff around. They're doing like cool shit. Like it's two hosses just going at it. And then there's a ref bump. (laughs) Roman comes out. Beats up Brock, hits him with the title, leaves with Paul Heyman, and then Bobby Lashley pins Brock. Dream match, ruined. I get it for the sake of the story. I just think it shouldn't have been booked in the first place if this is what you're going to do with it. This was like one of the few fresh matches that they had left, and they just wasted it. Yeah, I definitely see why they did it,
0: like why they did the the finish that way, because they have their, their, their plan is for Roman and Brock, but... And they needed to get the title off Brock, and a clean win would have made uh, it would have made him look bad. And going to challenge for the championship would be weird. For the but the, they've done the it, challenge.
2: they did it, they did it with Becky in 2019.
0: Doesn't make it good, no. You know, it doesn't they, they, like it. they learned from that mistake, but like, oh, I can see why they fucking did that. But at the same time, you're right, dude. The match was fucking sick. Like they were beating each other's ass. That that first German suplex that Bobby gave to Brock. Was oh, yeah. we popped. We popped. We popped for that. Like it was cool. Did you get to watch this match, Brose?
1: I watched uh bits and pieces of it. I wasn't okay. um wasn't exactly Yeah, you had a blizzard. It wasn't exactly <laughs> right. enthralling. So I was right. kinda like, uh Um we were into... Go
2: ahead. With the yeah, we were... Sorry We were into the match prior to the finish.
1: Yeah, the finish was rough, dude.
2: Yeah.
0: Like I said, I see why they did it. I get it, but man, they fucking from a, t- that a
1: storytelling aspect. I think it, I think it was like okay, yeah, um, it made sense.
2: Yeah. But like it's like you need to like again like they don't book with any real thought to the future, right? Like they know that like Brock versus Roman's a the destination. Then don't do a match where he's the champion against like Bobby Lashley if you're just gonna ruin it for that.
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah,
2: I can see that.
1: It's. They could have done a champion versus
0: champion match. Why? Why couldn't they do that? I know. Like, is that weird? Like, couldn't they unify the title? I don't know. I, I guess they want to keep the two championships or whatever. But
2: oh, it's such a, a weird booking conundrum that like is exclusive to them because they're the only people that insist on doing this whole two brand thing. No. Okay,
0: the women's rumble.
2: Awful.
1: <laughs> so
2: bad. They. They bring out, like, all these, like, older women that they portray. They, they portray all of them as legends. Um, I think that was, like, maybe true of, like, Molina and, like, her alone.
1: Well, what uh, about uh, Molly, uh, Molly
0: Holly? Holly there's, still, there's a couple. Uh, okay, yeah, there's Molly
2: Holly. But, like, they bring them out, and, like, with the exception, I think, of Lita. They were just, like, tossed out immediately, right? Molina's mm-hmm. the second person in. She's in for less than a minute. Does nothing. Does her entrance, which was cool, but, like, that was all you got.
0: And it's crazy, like, seeing, like, the Divas era women that come out, and, like, they're, like, they think that people are, like, pumped to see them back, and, like, they're excited to see their old moves, like, Kelly Kelly. Oh, my God. <laughs> Kelly Kelly is Her... so bad. Oh, my gosh, dude. She did that um, tilt-a-whirl, head scissors, and... Um... She did the little scream while she did it. Nobody ever thought that was good. Nobody. There's nobody. I don't <laughs> she, know. Is there anybody? Anybody out there that's listening to this? If you listen to this, did you think that was cool? Like, did you think it was awesome when she did the head scissors and, and yelled like back in the day? <laughs> and now, like, did, were you like, oh, she's doing the fucking move. I don't even know what the move is called. Like, did they, did, did they call it? Did the it have a name? Go-rounds? I don't think it like, had a name. I, yeah. What was that? She thought that was one of her signature moves. So she gets in and she fucking does the thing and it's so bad. And then she does the little like. Like neck stretch thing over the ropes, and she's standing on her hands and gets drop kicked and just fucking plops out the, the ring. That, was, that was, was the best, best bump part. on the whole part. show, to be fair. It really that was. was really good, dude. It was such a funny bump, and like we rewinded it like fifty times. This <laughs> you
2: know, it was, it was and I mean, so I funny. Say, In in their defense, I liked that they at least gave her like her spot to do something. Right. Right. Like mostly, I, I in both the matches, like very few people stood out for anything. And usually, like, at the very least, everyone gets, like, their spot of doing something cool before, you know, kind of going back to, like, the mauldrum of, like, there's 20 people in the ring or whatever. But there really wasn't a lot of that this year, in my opinion. Um, no. Though I did realize f- for the Legends, um, what was it? Uh, Michelle McCool was in for 20 minutes.
1: <laughs> Didn't they do that for her in the past where she was, like, the, she had, like, the most eliminations or something?
0: Is that what it is? I have no idea. It was either she most was
1: eliminations in- or she was like an iron one. I don't know, dude. She, it was it was one I think it was the second one. The second Women's Royal Rumble. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, they just kind of
0: we could do a whole episode on how bad the Divas era like wrestlers dude, were. True. Oh my god. Oh my god. And just who oh, and then Summer Rae,
1: legend. uh uh-uh. Oh my uh-uh. god. Uh-uh. You got to you got to refer to her as such. Holy legend for
0: less than a minute she tried she tried she thought she had yeah. some like real she thought she had some real heat with <laughs> like the way she was going on twitter and she thought she came in as like she was in her head she looked like she was the she looked like she thought she was the hottest heel in the business at the moment well uh, the like, only
2: people that she would really have like heat with are the people that are like like us but actually like the WWE product you know people true. who like have like a more respect for like what a legend is but like we just don't care right? it was yeah like, oh my
0: god dude <laughs> Yeah, what like what constitutes a WWE legend at this point? And oh my god, oh my god, Summer Rae, and they got in there, they they faced off, thinking that people cared about their little Twitter war, and I did not know minute. that
1: there was a Twitter war, dude. I had no clue. It, it,
2: yeah, dude, it went over like a fart in church. It was so bad. Uh, Sarah Logan in for less than a minute. That was at least that a nice oh, moment. With dude, she live. came back. She came back looking cool, different, updated. Looking like, looking badass,
0: like she was ready to like work the main event, and got the, thrown right to out. out. We didn't I was get
1: I was genuinely we, sad yeah, about that.
0: Yeah, we had we didn't even have enough time to discuss how she's married to the the, the war raider guy <laughs> before she got tossed out. Yeah,
2: we were just we we're still talking about it
0: <laughs> like she got tossed out. Yep.
2: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, what was there another? Uh, Mickey James, probably the big topic of conversation for this rumble. We were real worried about how she was going to get
0: treated. Like, she's Impact World Champion, got thrown out on music. Oh my gosh, she did, she, you know, that was cool. She came out to her actual like Impact music, which was cool. They let her use her Impact music and didn't give her some like generic uh, uh, song with a bunch of horns like they have in WWE now. And like, (laughs) and like, uh, they gave
2: her a single elimination she got an elimination and then got fucking dumped out she was in there for a while but again it was like she was in there apparently for like 11 minutes but she she also didn't do
1: anything yeah she she should have been a
2: sequence she should have been one of the final like four at least top five or at the very least what they should have done is like she comes in and just like cleans house a bit right Mm -hmm. like does some cool stuff eliminates like three people immediately that would have been at least like okay, cool. Like you know, they're at least portraying. Yeah, you know, she's another a champion. champion exactly. Like yeah. Relevant. They,
0: did they even? Did they even have a moment where her and Charlotte... I, I don't remember. No. But did they? Did they have a moment where her and Charlotte faced off?
2: If they did, it wasn't like ever a focal point on the camera. I don't remember.
0: That would have been sick. That would. Oh be my really god.
1: Cool, yeah. I'm just happy Ron. that they let her have the belt and like she brought it out and they didn't do anything stupid to it. She just put it down and got in the ring. But that's, that's what been- made me happy.
2: I could have missed that. I feel like that's so like such a no-brainer of what of something is. If they do. if they did it, like it's, you know, 50 camera cuts and it, you know, you didn't see it. Oh my god. So please anybody listening, tell me if I missed it or something. Please.
0: Uh <laughs> Ronda Rousey coming back was cool. Um yeah. she's kind of a weird wrestler. I don't feel like she's like on the level of Brock Lesnar as 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 far as an attraction goes. Um not as not as like star power, but like even like She's believable, but she doesn't have the same, like, aura that, like, a Brock Lesnar would have. Um, I agree. I think, like, somebody like Shayna Baszler does, and I was pretty bummed about Shayna Baszler not getting her shot this time. Yeah, she didn't
2: really like, do anything. I mean, I think we knew once Ronda came out that she was winning.
0: Yeah, as immediately, yeah. Yeah.
1: I still wanted Shayna, to, like, in my heart of hearts, I wanted Shayna to win that, dude. Like, Same
0: here. I would have I loved they, I think at, at just... least to see, like... What would have happened like Shayna and, and ronda had to have a go at the very end have like a little tiny mini match because
2: they well, yeah they're the was, last it was, one's in like it was, it was weird they had like a moment where they like looked at each other and like kind of smiled and like commentary like took note of it
0: they're friends they're, they're friends, friends but, They're, like, they're friends. friends.
2: but it's like that <laughs> involves like acknowledging like what happened outside the WWE because they've never done anything together in the company that's um, true yeah and it's just it's just a waste like i it's a waste know. And like
0: in, in in AEW, they they like don't do that at all. They like they know that you know what's happened outside the ring, like Dan Housen, for as a good example, like we talked about earlier, and like they know that you they they kind of like it's kind of like a respect thing. Like they respect yeah. your knowledge
2: as a fan. They respect and your intelligence, and yeah. WWE does not at all. Yeah, they don't insult your intelligence exactly. That's when you question. had a bit of that with like the the men's rumble, um, which maybe we can pivot to, but like when AJ Styles and Nakamura were the first two.
0: And they're yeah. like these guys have a lot of history, but they didn't. They also <laughs> didn't really do anything. Like they're having, like yeah. they didn't have a match.
2: Like, oh, they did. But yeah. like also they they had that they had, that, they the had that disappointing mania match.
1: WWE talking about their history is them kicking each other in the nuts. That's their history. Yeah, they're not. Like, they, they I don't think... they did
2: acknowledge that they've had a. Long did they really history. say that?
1: <laughs> they say something like that. I wish, I wish they did. But he's he's talking about like
2: that, like their feud basically just boiled down. Uh, it, <laughs> that's what
1: it did in 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 WWE. But like us, you know, people who who know know like the actual like incredible history that they do have, you know.
0: Yeah. Oh man, in the commentary, holy fuck! Oh my god, uh, across dude,
1: the board. I cannot listen to Pat McAfee. I can't. I can't. I can't stand him, dude.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's pretty insufferable on commentary. I hadn't heard on, heard him on it. Um, it's not then Michael Cole's Michael Cole. So and uh, yeah. and and uh, what's the
0: other guy's name? I can't remember his Byron name. Byron Saxton. Yeah, Byron Saxton is the Yoshihashi of commentary. <laughs> like holy fuck, he's such a dork. I can't I can't stand it. So like, bad, so bad.
2: Well, both these Rumbles, but particularly the men's, had like a lot of people that like weren't in them that I was shocked weren't in there. Yeah. Like who? Uh, Like like the men's rumble. No Finn Balor. No Cesaro. Yeah, what the hell? (laughs) What? There's no Finn Balor? We had Bad Bunny.
0: Can we... Let's just talk about the fucking Men's Royal Rumble right now. Let's do it. Oh, Oh, my God. Bad Bunny was in the rumble for way too long, first of all. Getting over on fucking Kevin Owens... And yeah. everybody else that's an actual wrestler with his skinny string bean ass in a fucking
2: sweatsuit, <laughs> doing moves, tackling people, doing punches. Honestly, doing so moves for me the worst part. And like he got eliminated right after this, but when he just goes face to face with Brock Lesnar, like it was <laughs> like I'm gonna like punk out with Brock Lesnar, and Brock Lesnar immediately like toes tosses him out. But it right. was, like, I-, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, I don't like, think that was good enough. It should have been more violent. <laughs> yeah, like it was like it was pathetic, and it's like, you know, like, it made me think of, like, when David Arquette became champion. Well, Obviously, yeah, nothing quite yeah. that, but, like, you know, he won in, like, an incredibly stupid way, right? But it wasn't, it didn't feel like he, like, he didn't go toe-to-toe of Brock Lesnar, right? David he Arquette like, just, is He didn't just, like, just bury, now. like, the business the way that did, right? I just thought it was, like, yeah. so stupid. It's just like, I, yeah, I can take Brock Lesnar. Like, are, you are we
0: kidding me? Are we gonna see him, like, in fucking ten years, fifteen years, like work on the indies to make yeah, up for him. Yeah. he'll be wrestling. <laughs> like, yeah, like like David Arcade <laughs> did in fucking wrestling Nick
2: Gage and shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, that's... And I know like he's he's over of a certain segment of the crowd and I don't drink enough bath salts for to be the part of that crowd, to be honest. Um yeah. it's just I yeah, like he came out. Shane McMahon came back, eliminated oh. Kevin Owens, and like that was it. Like, so, oh god damn! Dude. I they did. I, Kevin Johnny Owens Knoxville bad. was in as like this crossover thing, and like I remember you were just like, "Well, he's gonna take an insane bump." <laughs> did he? I don't remember no. what happened to him. No. <laughs> I don't remember what happened to Johnny he ba- Knoxville. <laughs> he basically just got shoved off the apron.
0: Is that what it was? Dude, I thought he was gonna take like the sickest like no, straight was, on his head bump
2: from outside the, the outside. It was the most tame thing imaginable. <laughs> oh my god.
0: I thought he was gonna take the sickest bump of all time. No, <laughs> and, like, it was didn't. not.
2: Oh, that's great. Okay. Uh what else was a highlight here or a low light? Um Dominic just like does nothing. Like it's the it's the exact opposite of like what they do with Hook and AEW, right? Like he, he came in, he helped eliminate almost, and I'm pretty sure that was all he did. Didn't show off anything cool. Nothing. Fuck I still yeah. can't get over Jai Noxville's getting shoved. <laughs> I can't get over
0: it. I can't I can't stop thinking about it. Oh my god. Okay. Is there anything else notable about the rumble? I'm so ready to get on the viewer questions. Yeah, dude. Listen, I, I, listener honestly, questions, I
1: mean. It was just it was just it was cringeworthy, and it was WWE at its. Uh, yeah,
2: I think its... the the biggest takeaway was just every time we like saw someone come in that we liked, it's just like, God, like how they've ruined this person.
0: Yeah, it, we sure. all feel about how they're not <laughs> using them right, yeah. or like the missed opportunities. It's all you think about. It's so depressing.
2: Yeah, it's like it's oh, so depressing. Bobby Rude, Chad Gable, Otis. Yeah. like everyone. Just, <laughs> oh. oh, Kofi had the botch with his.
0: <laughs> Royal Rumble is just a fucking battle royale of your broken dreams dude look if you're thinking if you didn't watch the royal rumble and you're thinking about getting that fucking peacock subscription and going and watching it don't do that spend your money and get like pwg's battle of los angeles i guarantee you that was probably a better show and i wish i watched it i'm probably gonna watch it this week.
1: call me out harder next time dude i spent the five dollars i got it dude
0: (laughs) Cause they was like, dude, I'll just buy, it. I'll just pay for it. No big deal, dude. I'll just do it. Like he got it, and I was like,
2: I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my god. Okay. Well, and then my internet goes it. out
1: for hours, so yeah. that was well, dope.
2: I, I guess you can watch The Office, right? That's on there. Oh, true. <laughs> That's yeah. very true.
0: Um. Okay. So we got we got some uh, listener questions. This is our very first episode, so thank you guys so much for submitting some questions. Uh, I got some on my tweet. I know you got some on your tweet. Yep. Um. We'll just do. Went back and forth. So, I thought this was a really good qu- question from uh, Taste My Sin, uh, Iron mind Good Friend Wes, uh, out there in Twitter land. Um, Is AEW falling victim to talent grabbing and not using people like they should? That's a great question. Um, I don't. I think that they are doing a lot of talent grabbing, um, and they aren't using some people. But I think that they also have their YouTube shows and their YouTube shows are kind of seen as like, um, like Z list shows, but they're not bad. Like they're, you watch them and there are people that are like learning and stuff like that, but they have some good shit on those shows. They have storylines. They've got, um, uh, things like that. And I think that those YouTube shows are something that, that they're embracing like a new media, which is YouTube as a platform to watch pro wrestling on. Right. And I know that there's other companies that have done that, too. But I think that's how AEW thinks about their YouTube show. And they do use a lot of those people on that show. And I think that's a good thing. Um, I know they don't release a lot of people because um, Tony Khan feels like if you agree on a contract, then you should live out that contract. And if we don't see a lot of those people on TV, they're probably not going to get their contract renewed. They're just they're going to. Run out their contracts, so they probably still like make appearances and stuff like that. So to agree, so to to agree, yes, they are doing that thing where they're talent grabbing and not using people like they should. Um, they only have so much time for TV uh, that they have that they can, and they can only showcase so many people. But at the same time, they're probably getting the opportunity to to like be creative and um, do the matches that they want to do. They're tr- they're they're doing they're getting those opportunities to be themselves they're not getting scripted promos they're getting those opportunities and if those opportunities don't pop off that might be on the wrestler in this case um
2: well, could I'd, it like be to, bo- I, I'd like to add something real quick too that i think it's um it's underrated just how much that like having this broad roster allows him to like circle in talent and keep things fresh right you know, I've seen people like be critical of someone like Lance Archer, like when he's off T V, like, oh, like what are they really doing with him? But when he comes back, it's exciting. That's you know, true. He's, he's yeah. he does something new that you haven't seen before. Like I don't I don't think we've had like a singles match between him and Hangman before, right? Or if we have, it's mm-hmm. been a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we had that. We had the, you know, Texas death match of Moxley, uh, for the um and GPW a US title. the we, we they there's people like that where it's like yeah you can keep them off for a bit and give someone else a turn to like kind of like you know uh, get over run the gambit yeah and then you yeah. can bring up back the other person. It's kind of exciting to see them back. They're in a fresh angle. They're in a fresh feud. um I think it's an asset to them to have a big roster. Pac is a good example of that too. They keep yeah. him off. T- they keep him off TV and I think it's it's some, of that's, some of that some
0: of tight yeah. Yeah, I think that he should just try and move here. Like, just move here. Just live here. You've got this really cool show that they like to use you on. But when he comes back, it's exciting. Like, he does, like, a surprise 100%. appearance. They play that cool fucking music, or he joins up with the Death Triangle. And it's cool, and it's exciting. And yeah, he's an incredible talent. Yeah. It really he's, is. he's really good. But at the same time, maybe there's some people that aren't on TV enough for people to, like, be invested in and stuff like that. But when you have, like, a guy like Marco Stunt, who's still under contract, and he's probably not his. He might, not not, be. His contract he might have expired. Yeah, yeah, his part, his contract is probably gonna get probably gonna expire, and they are just don't have. They're not gonna use him anymore, but they'll keep him under contract so they can honor it. I bet you he would if he wanted to be released and not get that money. I bet you he would yeah, like they would keep get granted granted that release. Like I, they've been good about that kind of stuff. They have mm-hmm. like they seem to have like a really good rapport with their employees over there, and I think. Um, it's a little different, but you're, you're right. They're getting a lot of people and there might not be enough room for everybody. That's, I guess that's like the nature of the beast, but yeah, I think, um, I think there's, it's a little of both, but it's just a kind of a different situation in my opinion. What do you think, bros?
1: Um, I think honestly, I think AEW does definitely, um, kind of wear themselves thin in terms of, uh, booking people. Um, they, they, you know, they pay a lot of money to have these guys on contract, but they don't use them enough. Um, but it's, it's a similar thing that WWE did a couple of years ago. You know, they they bought everyone. They they bought the entire, the, like the entirety of the, the UK indie scene. And um, look, where, look where it is now, you know, it's doing great. So I'm hoping that AEW learns from WWE's mistakes and they and they you know they use the they use the people property properly property properly um and you know they don't end up you know releasing a hundred and some odd employees two years in a row you know right
0: yeah that's something that
1: no one deserves you know
0: i think i think they're doing it the right way and they're honoring the contract that they agreed to yeah think that's a good way to do it and they're not just firing somebody and then like putting them on blast and saying oh they're gone we fired them good luck in your future endeavor asshole or whatever and sending Mm. them their gear in their trash bag (laughs) yeah (laughs) um you want to take a
1: question from your uh your tweets yes yes let me open it again um so there's a lot of questions on this tweet so maybe we do like a couple not all of them and then you know next week we can have we have a little bag of things we can dip our hands into. For sure. Um so Caribou G says, uh, who is your favorite tag team from the ruthless ruthless aggression era? So uh to uh, a callback because I I talked about him earlier, but uh Paul London and Brian Kendrick, dude, were Mm -hmm. some of my two of my favorites uh growing up and seeing them um like Paul London did a whole thing with uh, with with Billy Kid Billy Kidman, and uh, I think I think Paul London and uh, Brian Kendrick definitely were someone to watch back then. Um, so I'd say those those two are probably my favorite Ruthless Aggression era uh, uh, tag teams. Also, they had that really long run on SmackDown, which was really dope. So I think they're cool. That is cool. What about you,
2: EOD? Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, I had to look look up a list real quick to see who all was around. Um, <laughs> honestly, I might have to go with Eminem. Uh, I thought they had a really cool uh, gimmick going for them. Uh, Giant Nitro and Joey Mercury. I thought, um, and Nitro, obviously, is kind of, you know, really, his career really sprung off, like, after that, too. But uh, I thought it was just, like, a neat, like, they were really fresh. A group of guys that was able, and of course, you know, they had Molina as their manager. And I thought they—they were—it was such a cool gimmick. Um, a Fresh group of guys. I've seen them go over a lot of people, and I thought they I found them really entertaining.
1: Yeah. Great matches with the Hardys too. Great matches with yeah. the
2: Hardys. Uh,
0: mine, the Dudleys. Um, they're fucking. They're versatile. They could work with anyone. They were weird and exciting to watch. I loved them in ECW and. Um, they were a really great fit for that era of
2: WWE, and yeah, I like how how I strong the they used them. Yeah, I love the Dudleys too. I just kind of associate them more so with like the prior era, but yeah, right. they were well, still they, around.
0: They used them as like a, a a tag team that were a real threat. Like yeah. they're like, oh well, The Rock and your partner in Triple H. Well, your partner, you got to got to work together and you got to face the Dudleys, and it was like a big deal. And it's like. You know, it's a tables match. And, oh, fuck, we got to fucking deal with the Dudleys or whatever, right? Yeah. Like, to me, that was fucking cool. And I think the Dudleys are just, they're timeless uh, they really in the way they, they, they were so versatile in the way they worked. I know Bubba's got a lot of heat right now because he's an asshole, but Bubba's always <laughs> been a fucking asshole. Yeah. But as like a, as like a, as a work, workers, as a tag team, definitely the fucking Dudleys. So, uh, let's take two more questions, I think. is that two, two sound good? Yeah, two's good, yeah. Yeah. Okay, all right. Um, let's see. Take one from mine. <clears throat> I'll take one from uh, from Davey Wade. Uh, what uh, What's the big picture for NJ NJPW look like this year? Um, it's difficult. NJPW is in a really difficult spot right now, um, since you know all the COVID restrictions in Japan and stuff like that. Oh man, did you guys see that uh, that complaining that um, ELP did on his on his Instagram? No, he was he was like just venting about the restrictions and stuff um
2: oh, let me see i don't know if he deleted it now or, or not but it was, well, it was I know, literally um because he lives stateside right or uh, in canada, he, well
0: no he lives in he's he lives in canada oh here i'll li- remove my last post because because the last few people or a few people got missed the point of what i was saying Basically, people thought he was being anti-vax or anti-COVID uh. or, or COVID denier. He was not. What he was saying was, like, I wish I had the quote on me right now, but I, I don't. I, I can't fucking find it. But he was talking. He was just complaining. He said that how stupid it was that they're all sitting together on a bus, but then they only let people in the elevator one at a time, and like how his insane flight uh, to Japan was so long, and then. It was like six or seven hours before he ever got to his hotel because of the COVID restrictions, and like how slow they have to do everything, and how many tests that he had to take, and just how like overbearing the the actual protocols are, and and it, and it's supposed to be for their safety, but there's like a there's an inconsistency in mm-hmm. how they're doing it over there. But my point is, is like how restrictive it is over there right now. NJPW had to cancel some of their shows. And they're delayed on their storylines and everything like that. I don't know where they're going to go. I feel like they've been doing a really good job of kind of making chicken salad out of chicken shit. And they they haven't been able to tell the most cohesive stories that they have done in the past that we know of. But what you can always fucking count on with New Japan is that you will get the best matches anywhere. Nobody has better matches in New Japan right now. Nobody. Nobody. And you can always count on that, especially with Okada as champion. Like, his defenses are going to be unreal. Like, they always have been. So that is something that you can look forward to. Is there going to be stories
2: that you can sink your teeth into?
0: That remains to be seen. But that's that's what I think that we're going to see from New
2: Japan this year. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that they're definitely in a rough spot. I mean, I kind of, you know, I was thinking with, like, the travel restrictions and whatnot, you might end up seeing some of their roster try to leave and go elsewhere just because, like, you know, like El Phantasma in particular, right? Like, I mean, that's a really tough way to, like, make a make a go of it, right? Is you have to keep going to Japan and dealing with all this, like... you know, and in some cases, it is, like, really ridiculous. Like, the level of, like, the, the amount of quarantine time that they have, things like that. Um, I could see him maybe trying to go elsewhere just because, like, you know, he might love working in New Japan, but it might just be tough for him to uh, keep going with it. And I think that could be true of a lot of their guy jeans and whatnot. Um, we'll see as far as, like, who's there and whatnot. It's kind of interesting because I, I mentioned before that uh, this Wrestle Kingdom sort of felt like a reset, right? You know, reset back to the norm, right? Where a lot of the people that sort of carried them through this last year lost, and you have, like, Okada back as the champion instead of Osprey or Shingo um, and things like that. So we'll see where they get where they end up.
0: Um, Brose, since you're just kind of coming back, and we watched, we watched uh, Okada versus Osprey the other night. Yeah. Like, how excited, if excited at all, are you to see what New Japan is going to be doing this year?
1: I, I, oh, I, for a long time, I, I followed New Japan, like, maybe not religiously, but I, I used to follow it a lot. And I was, uh, it was towards, uh, right when, um, when AJ left and, uh, just, it was just, it was just in such a good spot. And I think COVID Mm -hmm. definitely ruined Japanese wrestling for me because, it was just it was you wouldn't see it as much it wasn't as much exposure because they couldn't do the shows that they're used to um the the big arena shows are always just like if, if there's always an atmosphere to it that that definitely they didn't have I didn't feel like they didn't they had it at wrestle Kingdom this year that with the match that we watched um the it, it just felt it felt off but it was amazing wrestling that's the thing yeah that's what that's what saved it so yeah. Without that crowd feeling, because like Japanese crowds are just so different, well, than what, than
0: what like an American fan is used to. They're a lot louder nowadays, but there's a very important thing that they're doing in Japan. One of the restrictions is they're like, "Hey, you're allowed to go to this wrestling show, but you're not allowed to yell." Like that's a rule there. That's that a rule. That's a rule there that yeah, everybody's following. That's why they. That's why there's a lot of like stomping and clapping and stuff like that. They're not allowed oh. to make noise with their mouth, and that's why it sounded the way it did.
1: I but see, usually, I didn't know that. I didn't know yeah,
0: that at all. Usually the modern Japanese wrestling um fans, they're actually pretty freaking loud. Mm-hmm. They do sound different than American fans, but like they're they get loud. They really do. But so, yeah, I, I'm I'm
1: definitely excited to to follow it again to to like uh, to learn more people. You know, because like I know the big guys. I know I know the Okadas, I know the Ospreys, I know the the the, the Jay Whites and the and mm-hmm. the uh just I know the big guys, but I wanna learn the little have you guys seen, too.
0: Have you seen Shingo yet?
1: I've seen him a little like I I stopped watching right when he was like starting to yeah. come up, you know? He was um,
0: in my opinion, the, he was without a doubt head and shoulders the best wrestler in the world last year. Like he was he was that good. Like he was just he was unreal. Really and very underrated. A lot of people weren't talking about it, but man, he had consistently the best matches of all of wrestling last year. And uh, you need to see that guy. I got we gotta show you some stuff. That's definitely, great.
1: definitely, definitely.
0: All right, let's uh, uh, take another question from your see. list.
1: Uh, let's do a simple one since it's, okay. you know, it's the first well, the first pod, and we can learn a little bit about each other, uh, about each other. Uh, favorite era of wrestling. Um, um go ahead uh mine's pretty easy i um i really really enjoyed the the ruthless aggression era um <laughs> there there was just that was like my peak fend like like my i was there for it the entire time i was the smackdown six i was i was just like oh kurt angle he's one of my favorites and uh just just eddie 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 is my all-time favorite wrestler of all time like all time i said it twice because i had to um <laughs> eddie's number one for me um and then like sean michael's coming back and just like maybe not so much triple h We don't have to talk about him but <laughs> dude it was such a cool time period because there was just so many faces and so many recognizable faces um like it was just good i just loved it loved it great stuff good shit eod
2: so for me i mean maybe this is literally just recency bias, but I would honestly say, like, the current era. Um, I think this is really where, I think there's, you know, some of the best matches of all time are happening, you know, right now in, in New Japan and AEW, elsewhere. Um, I mean, yeah, WWE is awful as a product, but I think, like, everything else is firing on all cylinders, and I think we're getting, like, some incredible wrestling content all around Uh, in this past, you know, I don't know how long you want to count this era for, but... I honestly, like for me, it's it's this era probably.
0: Yeah, I actually have to agree with that. Like, uh, I it's it, there was, it was, it's a toss up for me. Um, like two thousand five to two thousand, like two thousand four, two thousand five to 2008 like eight or nine, for uh for Ring of Honor was just to me like one of the best fucking strings of wrestling I've ever seen on the independents and stuff, um but 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 to the modern era the way like um they're acknowledging you as being an intelligent fan um the quality of wrestling that we're getting uh, across the board is better than we've ever had I think in the for the for the whole I think there's some things that are missing like uh that some old school stuff could bring back but like across the board I think the the wrestling quality is a lot better it's so easy to watch wrestling right now. If you want to watch New Japan, it's easy. If you want to watch Indies, it's really easy. Oh man, I remember how hard it was, like how big of a deal it was when like <laughs> Ring of Honor, even ECW, got fucking pay per view, and it was like crazy. Oh, people can watch ECW now. Now it's fucking easy to watch anything, anything, and like, anything. Well,
2: and uh, it was so tied to like tape trading. And, yeah,
0: it was tied. Uh, yeah, tape trading and like even like the internet has like grainy fucking youtube videos and stuff like that but now man like if i want to watch gcw or podunks pro wrestling down in fucking southern georgia or some shit i can watch that shit it's you can see it and i love that shit i remember ordering a fucking brian the best of brian danielson and james gibson dvds off of fucking ebay from a tape trader like just it's just a fucking dvd of just like their best matter a stack of dvds of their best matches and shit like that and uh, or getting tapes from my friends at school, my older friends at school, and stuff like that. And like, um, I, to the, I think this is the best era of wrestling ever. Like, it's just so strong. And you're right. Like, WWE is crappy, but at the same time, at least there's something for everybody.
1: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It,
0: there really, there really, really, really is right now. And like, uh, some of the star power not might not be the same, but man, we're we're about to hit like a golden era wrestling right now so join it with us that's why we're doing a podcast right now so yes sir thank you guys for listening and we're gonna take more questions from you guys next week and uh it was it was wonderful and you guys have anything to say to close
2: i have nothing today
0: but
1: yeah it was great to uh start this journey uh yeah dude it's been it was it it's like a like a like a dream come to fruition to finally (laughs) sit down and record something like this because it's something i've been talking about for literally six years so it's very cool to uh to be here to be here with knowledgeable people and uh it's gonna be it's gonna be a really really fun journey
0: all right guys thank you very much we will see you next week